as symbol of excellence in sports entertainment. Turn it on and rip the knob off. And welcome back to the Wrestling Memory Grenade. Now at episode 114. Oh, and do we have a very special episode this week? A huge episode of the Grenade as we cover a true piece of wrestling history, guys. And I am your host, Ray Russell, here to bring it to you. Yes, indeed, guys. One of the most pivotal moments of the Hulkamania era in the World Wrestling Federation, pro wrestling in general, not only storyline wise, but business wise as well talking about that February 5th, 1988 edition of The Main Event, live on NBC. In prime time, no less, guys. The first time in 30 years. More on that later, guys. We're talking about Hulk Hogan, the WWF champion, defending that title against Andre the Giant in the rematch from WrestleMania 3 on free TV. Unbelievable. Also, the macho man Randy Savage, having one final chance to try and recapture the Intercontinental Championship, which he once held, now currently worn by the Honky Tonk Man. And boy, do we have a lot to get into here today on this episode. So I won't waste any more time. Just a quick reminder, guys, that you can listen to the Wrestling Memory Grenade and our sister shows, like the Regional Wrestling Podcast, where we talk the territories. That's right, guaranteed 100% territory talk each and every time out there on the show whether it's Georgia 1981 with Jamie Ward, the UWF in 1986 with Roman Gomez, or now the CWA, the Memphis Territory, in 1985 with guests like Gene Jackson and Steve Crawford. You can also listen to the Wrestling Stoop podcast with the legend himself, Bob Roop, as Bob goes back in time and recounts endless memories from throughout his wrestling career, both in the ring as well as behind the scenes. And of course, a shout out to Luke Jennings and his Memphis Continental Wrestling Cast, the UK's number one and only Memphis wrestling-related podcast. You can listen to all of those shows and more as part of the WrestleCopia Podcast Network, located over at WrestleCopia.com. That's WrestleCopia.com and anywhere your podcast streaming needs are met, from Apple to Spotify, Pocket Cast, and beyond. And be sure to follow me on social media, guys, for all the latest goings on here at the WrestleCopia Podcast Network. Plus, I'm constantly adding old school video clips and pictures from throughout wrestling history. And you can follow me on social media. You can do so by following me on X, formerly Twitter. You can find me there at Wrestling Grenade. That's at R-A-S-S-L-I-N Grenade. Also, follow and like me, Facebook.com slash Wrestling Grenade. And hey, guys, while you're at it, you might as well subscribe to my YouTube channel. Talking about YouTube.com slash Wrestling Grenade. And of course, now would be an absolutely fantastic time to become a WrestleCopia patron. I'm talking about that $5 all-access tier over at Patreon.com slash WrestleCopia. That address again, Patreon.com slash WrestleCopia. And stick around, guys. Hear me out, because I'm not trying to fund a vacation here. I'm simply trying to pay the bills to keep the WrestleCopia Podcast Network up and running 
for the months and the years to come. So check this out. You get all sorts of gifts for just five bucks. I'm talking about all of my insanely detailed book-like show notes, talking pages and pages of show notes for every episode of The Grenade, Monday Warfare, and the Regional Wrestling Podcast. You'll also get early access to many of the podcasts here on WrestleCopia, where you can listen days and sometimes as much as a week earlier than the rest of the listeners. Plus, remastered versions of the earliest episodes of The Grenade Show, going all the way back to 2020, covering the 1989 NWA project. Includes enhanced sound quality, plus new content and conversation never heard before. But that's still not all. You also get digital downloads for your viewing and reading pleasure. Just added another half dozen digital downloads this week. But that's still not it. Because, of course, you also get that Patreon-exclusive watch-along series, covering many past WWF and WCW events, and you get all of that, plus random bonus video drops and video casts coming soon. All of that for the low, low price of just $5. No subscription. Cancel any time. Please, show your support. Give it a try for a month. I think you'll like all of the content that I offer, and like I said, every penny of it goes right back here into the WrestleCopia Podcast Network. So please, if you have a few bucks to spare, you're looking to support that next up-and-coming podcast brand, please consider making it WrestleCopia. And help me keep all of these fabulous shows here up and running for the months and the years to come. All right, guys, you know what that means. With all of that out of the way, oh, it's time to jump into one of the big ones. Looking forward to it. There's no looking back once we start this one. It's full steam ahead into the Hulkamania era here in 1988, the Mega Power era, if you will. So here we go, that fateful night all the way back on Friday night, February the 5th, live on NBC. It's the WWF's first ever, it's the main event. Freak out, freak out. Mm, yeah, I'm the macho man, Randy Savage. And this is the bravest woman ever to enter a wrestling ring. My manager, the lovely Elizabeth. Yeah, and you all saw that greasy, bully, honky-tonk man strike her down. Well, tonight he goes down. And I'm going to send the honky-tonk man on the first bus back to Disgraceland. Yeah, cut right Elvis, one-way ticket, yeah. What a whiner that macho man is. <laughs> he couldn't keep this belt. He can't keep his woman satisfied. You all saw her fall head over heels over me. <laughs> and he was a lousy tuna for my guitar. But you know, he's a very lucky man. How so, Jimmy? He's very lucky you don't play the piano. <laughs> I'm Ted DiBiase, the million dollar man. And this is the one and only true heavyweight champion of the world, Andre the Giant. Hulk Hogan may wear the belt for now. But after tonight, that belt will fit as easily around Andre's waist as the giant's hands fit around Hogan's neck. <laughs> Hogan, it felt so good. I can't wait to do it again. And again. And again. <laughs> when that big nasty giant snuck up behind me and put his filthy hands around my neck, I knew I was fighting for my life. Thousands of miles away, Hulkamaniacs couldn't breathe either. That's why tonight, when I step in the ring with Andre the Giant, the thoughts and the prayers of all those Hulkamaniacs that stood with me through the hard times are going to go in the ring with me. And Andre the Giant, with all that on my side, Hulkamania will never die.
present, sponsored in part by Coors Light. There's no slowing down with the silver bullet. It's the right beer now. All right, here we are. Away we go. Like I said, February 5th, NBC Free TV. Coming to you live from Indianapolis, Indiana, the Market Square Arena, which appears to be sold out top to bottom here. And interestingly enough, the Market Square Arena, one of Dick Ebersol, the NBC producer's favorite venues for the WWF. This and the, I believe that was the, maybe the Hershey Park Arena. Ebersol just loved the way they looked for the programming, and he couldn't have picked a better venue because this crowd is rocking tonight. Perfect atmosphere for such an event. And get ready to have your minds blown, guys. This event, the main event, pulling in a whopping 15.2 rating. That's equal to more than 33 million homes here in the United States. 33 million. Let that sink in. And to be fair now, while a 15 rating may not have been huge for top TV programs at the time, this was indeed a gigantic success for professional wrestling. And more specifically, obviously, the WWF. As wrestling returns to primetime network television for the first time in 30 years, not since 1955. The old Dumont Network, anybody out there remember that one? And by far, to this day, I do believe, the most watched wrestling event ever in the history of the United States. So yeah, this was kind of important. And the main event also marks, as you guys heard, the end of the obsession, the Animotion theme song for the Saturday night's main event intro here in 1988. We're moving away from those real songs, guys. Moving forward, it's the WWS version we've all come to know and love. And before we jump into the show, let's talk about some dark matches here. Because you guys didn't think they just walked in with three matches here in the Market Square Arena, did you? Not that it might not have sold out anyway with the buzz going on here, but here it is. We got a slew of dark matches on the undercard of the night. Uh, Going to see Jake the Snake Roberts over the King Harley race. Well, that was different. I would like to have seen that one. Outlaw Ron Bass over the Birdman Coco Beware. Uh, a match originally scheduled to see Demolition take on Ken Patera and Billy Jack Haynes. We know Haynes now gone from the WWF, so it winds up seeing Demolition Axe over Ken Patera there. Also, Hacksaw Jim Duggan defeating his former nemesis in the UWF, the One Man Gang, on a disqualification. The Rock, Don Morocco, over the Natural Butch Reed. The British Bulldogs scoring a win over the Islanders. And the Ultimate Warrior pinning Sika, the Wild Samoan. Wow, the Warrior versus Sika. Another one I would have liked to have seen for very different reasons. But some fun undercard matches, some unique different matches like Warrior Sika and Jake and Harley Race, but also some feuds. We get the likes of a few feuds here. The British Bulldogs and the Islanders. It was supposed to be Demolition Haynes Patera. And of course, Don Morocco over Butch Reed there. So quite a stacked undercard for the main event. This uh, I can't call it a TV taping because we're, we're live, pal. And uh, here we are. It's the main event as we are greeted by Vince McMahon and Jesse, the body Ventura on commentary. And I would have grabbed the intro here with them hyping up the card but their microphones were playing over the loudspeakers in the arena as well, causing a little echo there. And the crowd was just so loud that it was impossible to get a good quality audio bite of their commentary here without tons of background noise. Because you see, guys, back then, everything was recorded on the same track. And because of that, it all blended together. Which, as you might imagine, can make things hard to hear when you don't have the option to turn up one sound and turn down another. And that'll come into play here again 
in just a second at the beginning of the next matchup. And that's why on earlier WWE broadcasts, where they edit the new music in on the Peacock, we can't hear the commentary during the track. Because in order to edit out the music, means they also have to edit out the commentary as well. Now, however, later on, we can still hear commentary when the music is changed in the background, because by that point, everything was recorded on its own audio track. Yes, indeed, the wonderful world of technology, folks. And the reason you guys are probably sitting there scratching your head, but wait a minute, I've heard them do that on past Saturday Night's Main Events. Well, guys, that's because a lot of the commentary on the past Saturday Night's Main Events were done in post-production. Remember, SNME, not necessarily a live television program. All right, and now that I've gotten my uh, audio technology 101 out of the way for today with you guys, we continue on as we kick off the program by going to a Hulk Hogan workout video. We see the Hulkster training for his big match in a gym somewhere as he awaits the opponent tonight, the rematch from WrestleMania 3 against the eighth wonder of the world, Andre the Giant. And if you guys are watching this along, no, you're not hearing things. And no, it's not a dub over. The tune the Hulkster working out here to sounds awfully familiar. See if you guys can figure this one out. there it was a quick clip of Hulk Hogan's workout music. Sound familiar? Yes, guys, this would become the same music given to one Jake the Snake Roberts, used here first in a Hulk Hogan music video. So kudos to whoever heard this theme and thought, we need to recycle this, because it worked wonders for the Snake Man as we head back to the commentators here, Jesse and Vince, hyping the big night. Three title matches, including the big one, Hulk and Andre, the rematch from WrestleMania 3 for the WWF title. But up first, it's the Macho Man Randy Savage looking to settle the score and regain the Intercontinental Championship he once had as he takes on the current champion. And if you listen to him, the greatest Intercontinental Champion of all time, talking about this man, the Honky Tonk Man. Honky Tonk Man, here we go with the biggest title defense of your career. Any trepidation tonight? You're no journalist, Green Bean. You're missing the story here. The story here is romance. The lovely Elizabeth Wynn. We know, we know she's head over heels for you, right? Even this bozo can see it. She wants you, Honky. She wants you bad. And I'm going to oblige her being the gentleman I am, the Honky Tonk Man. What are you saying? What are you saying, man? What I'm saying is this. I've got the title. I've got the belt. And tonight, I'm going to get the woman, the lonely woman. Oh, no. And then where are you going to take her, honky? Where, where are you going to take her, honky? I'm going to take her down the lonely street <laughs> to the Heartbreak Hotel. you got to be kidding me. <laughs> Don't you worry. I won't be cruel. Because I know she wants me to love her tender. Because I'll be her. Teddy bear. <laughs> too much, he's too and much. you know where that hound dog Randy's gonna be? Where's he gonna be? In the ghetto. <laughs> oh, Vince, I just hope Elvis, the real Elvis, doesn't hear that. Let's get back to you. Oh, my, my, my. You hear it, 
All right, Honky Tonk Man Jimmy Hart there with me and Gene Okerlund. These backstage promos recorded the day prior, by the way, guys. And we'll talk more on that in just a little bit. But you gotta love the Elvis puns in this one. Clearly, some NBC writers hard at work. Dick Ebersol and crew typically wrote the promos for the Saturday Night Main Event programming, so the wrestlers apparently handed scripts the day of, and they had to learn their lines. And that's why you guys would hear some of the heels back in the day. Specifically, they would enhance their character with the lines here on NBC rather than just cut a normal heel promo. And really, Honky laying it in here with a lot of Elvis song titles. Gene asking Honky, what are you saying, man? Love the oversell there from Mean Gene Oakland. Honky talk, man, he's going to get Elizabeth here tonight. And where are you going to take her, Honky? Down at the end of Lonely Street to Heartbreak Hotel. And Honky going to love her tender but promises he won't be cruel. He'll be Liz's teddy bear. As Jimmy Hart exclaims, that hound dog macho man gonna wind up in the ghetto. Like I said, loaded with Elvis puns there, as Honky and Jimmy Hart are out to the ring first, followed by girlfriend Peggy Sue getting her own introduction, announced as the girlfriend of the Honky Tonk Man, making sure all the new viewers here, all the new eyes here on NBC, know the storyline. As Peggy Sue dancing with the champion, we head backstage to hear from the challenger, the Macho Man. And remember when I talked about everything being recorded on one track coming back into play here tonight? Well, this is that instance. As we go to a pre-recorded Macho Man promo here, but we can loudly hear the Honky Tonk Man's music playing in the background throughout, and it can be a little hard to hear Savage at times. In fact, the first several seconds have no audio, so I cut that part out. But I still thought it was important to get this promo in. So off we go to Mean Gene Oakland standing by with the lovely Miss Elizabeth and the Macho Man, Randy Savage. Elizabeth, the honky tonk man, has said in front of all of these people that he has plans for you. Are you worried? We need a new Gene when we enter that ring. Elizabeth has got nothing to worry about, but the honky tonk man has got everything to worry about. Yeah, that's right. What about the claims that he's made in front of our vast television audience? It's fuel to the fire for the macho man, Randy Savage. Fuel to the fire, and the heat is on. Oh, car, yeah. What did they do, Elizabeth, huh? What did they do, Elizabeth? The macho man, Randy Savage, says everybody's going to be watching macho madness tonight. And I guarantee that the madness will prevail. Honky tonk man, vengeance is mine. Say it to macho man. Bet on me, man. All the way. Elizabeth down that aisle. All right, macho man, Randy Savage, guaranteed that the honky tonk man will pay for what he did to Elizabeth. It should be interesting. Back to you, Vince. All right, Lucky Me Gene, Honky Tonk, still dancing. <laughs> Take a look. Oh, but wait a minute. The look on the Honky Tonk face has changed indeed in Indianapolis. It's all up in the air because indeed making his way to the ring is the Macho Man. His manager, the lovely Elizabeth from Sarasota. Weighing 239 pounds, Randy Macho Man Savage. I can tell it is erupting. Well, it's no doubt that the Macho Man is definitely 
tremendous wrestling talent. Well, we know the Honky Tonk Man has teased using his guitar on Miss Elizabeth in the past, but the Macho Man says Liz has nothing to worry about. It's time to make Honky Tonk pay. The heat is on. Honky Tonk Man in the danger zone. Aha. And what an ovation, as Miss Elizabeth has never looked more gorgeous than she does here tonight, accompanying her man, the challenger, Randy Savage to ringside. And away we go with our opening bout. It's Intercontinental Champion, the Honky Tonk Man, accompanied to the ring by Jimmy Hart and Peggy Sue, taking on the macho man, Randy Savage, in his corner, the lovely Miss Elizabeth. And this feud goes all the way back to the late summer, early fall of 1987. Both men heels at the time, Honky professing to be the greatest, the greatest Intercontinental Champion of all time, even greater than the Macho Man. And naturally, Randy Savage took exception to those words. In fact, words were exchanged between the two men, and a title match was booked for the October 3rd edition of Saturday Night's Main Event. And you guys know what I'm talking about, that fateful night where the Honky Tonk Man not only blasted the Macho Man with a guitar over his head, but he shoved down the lovely Elizabeth. How dare you, Honky? And of course, that also led to the formation of the Mega Powers. But that guitar shot and shoving Liz to the mat, that solidified the babyface turn of the Macho Man Randy Savage. And since that time, the Intercontinental Champion has been on the run, even taking a count-out loss to the Macho Man at the Survivor Series. But we finally get the rematch here tonight. It's the blow-off to settle the score once and for all. And with the heels in the ring first, it was Savage, the challenger, out second as he hits the ring pretty quickly here, and the heels bail as the Macho Man dazzles the crowd. But as Macho prepares for battle, Honky jumps back in the ring and begins stalking Elizabeth, gyrating his hips in the lovely Liz's direction, which not only upsets Liz, but it pisses off the Macho Man. As the referee here for this one, Joey Morella, and the bell sounds as the Macho Man hops over the top rope and begins chasing Honky Tonk Man all around the ringside area until he catches up with Honk and goes to work. Randy Savage landing a multitude of big elbows back in the ring, all to the skull of the Intercontinental Champion, and a running neck snap across that top rope. Great leverage move, as always, by Randy Savage. And then from there, it's the double noggin knocker. Is Macho going to slam the champion's head into his manager, Colonel Jimmy Hart? So Savage in total control early on here until the Colonel reaches up and grabs the ankle of Savage on the apron, allowing Honky to lower the boom from behind. But Savage manages to block a Honky sunset flip. However, it's tit for tat as the Macho Man misses a corner charge. The champion going to try to capitalize, but winds up missing an elbow drop as the challenger simply can't be held down here. So Jimmy Hart again running distraction, causing Savage to chase Jimmy this time around ringside and even through the ring. And of course, Jimmy conveniently dropping the megaphone in the process, dropping it in the middle of the ring. And as referee Joey Morella tries to separate Savage from Jimmy Hart, Honky blasting Savage with the megaphone right in the lower abdomen. Down goes the Macho Man. Is Honky then going to pick Savage apart on the mat? Jimmy Hart even sneaking in a few shots over by the ropes as Honk continues to gyrate his hips in the direction of Miss Elizabeth. It's at that point in the matchup, we begin to hear huge Randy chants from the fans, and the chant is loud. And it also seems to work here as the Macho Man begins firing back with a series of elbows and right jabs until 
The Honky Tonk Man cuts him off with a sit-out clothesline. Nice move. From there, the champion going to drop a series of elbows. But it seems like Honky can't stay focused on the match at hand. He keeps turning his attention back to Elizabeth at ringside, this time going so far as to leave the ring in pursuit. As the Honky Tonk Man slowly begins to stalk Elizabeth around ringside until Liz realizes she's stuck between the Honky Tonk Man on one side and behind her, it's Jimmy Hart and Peggy Sue. Oh no, Liz. But look out! It's the Macho Man out to save the day! Savage comes rushing around ringside, blasting Honky Tonk Man in the back with a running double axe handle. Mm, yeah! Ha! Macho tossing Honky back inside with the champion down on his knees, begging off. As Savage says, that's fine. And he flings Honky back out of the ring, over the top rope, and out to the floor. So the Macho Man ascending to the top rope for the diving double axe handle off the top rope to the outside, and the champion in a bad way now. As uh, Savage going to send Honky back inside, Macho Man going up top again, delivering a second double axe handle off that top rope, making the cover. One, two, but the Honky Tonk Man kicks out. And it's Colonel Jimmy Hart back up on the apron. As Savage pops up from the cover, grabbing hold of Jimmy Hart, jerking him back in the ring over the top rope and down onto the mat. Macho grabbing hold of Hart as Honky comes charging from behind, but the Macho Man sidesteps. And Honky going to plant his own manager, Jimmy Hart, with a knee as the heels collide. And what a sight it was as Jimmy Hart goes rolling out to the floor and Savage locking in the sleeper hold. Taking some lessons from Brutus Beefcake, I suppose. The Macho Man looking to put out the Honky Tonk Man with the sleeper. And I don't know about Lonely Street, but Honky Tonk Man here looks to be on Dream Street. Meanwhile, on the floor, Jimmy Hart already thwarted. Now we see Peggy Sue backing Miss Elizabeth up into the ring post, going so far as to threaten to clock the lovely Liz. But Randy Savage, he sees what's going on, releases the Intercontinental Champion from the sleeper in order to save his manager. As Macho Man jumps out of the ring in between Liz and Peggy Sue, Savage threatening to deck the ladies champion in a wig. That's not Sherry, pal. And with Savage now distracted by Peggy Sue, Honky Tonk Man attempts to jump off the apron with a sneak attack, but he's once again caught by the Macho Man and driven into the ring post. So Honky leaping off the apron, getting blasted by Savage and then driven headfirst into the steel post. Down goes the Honky Tonk Man on the floor. Meanwhile, the challenger rolling back inside the ring as the Honky Tonk Man is counted out. The Macho Man going to get the win here in just 8 minutes and 21 seconds. But, as you guys know by now, he doesn't get the title. I wrote, boo, what a bummer of a finish. However, we're not done yet. This is not over. Post-match, Honky Tonk Man snatches his guitar up from Peggy Sue and enters the ring, threatening to play a tune once again on the head of the Macho Man as Savage backs himself into a corner, swinging in defense. But with his back to the ropes, Jimmy Hart sneaking back up on the apron and blasting Savage in the back of the head with the megaphone. And down goes the Macho Man as Honky now going to wind up his guitar for a real hit here tonight. But as the IC champion goes to smash Savage with the guitar, Elizabeth rushes in and slides down in front of her down man. Elizabeth kneeling in front of Savage, pleading with Honky Tonk Man not to swing the guitar. As Honky pulls short from striking Savage and Liz, warning Liz to move out of the way. But when she doesn't, 
Honky goes to take the swing anyway. Unbelievable. What a creep. But as Honky goes to swing the guitar, the Macho Man popping up to save the day, catching the guitar mid-swing and snatching it away. And Honky Tonk Man wisely bailing from the ring, taking off as the Macho Man obliterates the guitar over the corner steel post. And this, guys, will conclude the four-plus-month saga between the Macho Man Randy Savage and the Honky Tonk Man. No, he doesn't get the title. He doesn't even get a pinfall. But he does get to smash the guitar of the Honky Tonk Man. I guess as a consolation prize there. As Savage then having his hand raised in victory before opening the ropes for his lovely manager to re-enter the ring, raising Elizabeth's hand and then placing her up on his shoulder in celebration. And this perhaps may have been the very first time we got that look of Savage hoisting Liz up on his shoulder and the crowd absolutely eating this up. The Macho Man, also a gentleman, if you will. And my God, Miss Elizabeth looks beautiful here. I mean, she always looked great, but extra gorgeous here tonight as the Macho Man showing his admiration and love for his manager, Miss Elizabeth. And now you guys may be asking, that is how the Macho Man exacted his revenge? Well, hmm. We haven't done this in a while, so maybe right now, it's time for a little segment I like to call Break It Down. Break It Down! All right, guys, and here it is. I'm going to break it down for you right here, right now. All the hype leading in must have build up the Macho Man finally getting to exact his revenge on the Honky Tonk Man here tonight. And he picks up the victory on a countout. As Honky runs away, lives to fight another day. Now, would you believe me if I told you this was not the original plan for the big event here tonight? As listen to this, the Macho Man was to have originally won the Intercontinental title from the Honky Tonk Man here tonight on the main event. But Honky, he hears tell of it, and he says, no, no. Because the way the match was presented to him, Savage would have had his way with Honky Tonk. I don't know that I would call it a squash, but... Apparently, it would have been fairly one-sided here in front of 33 million people on TV. Honky feeling it was going to devalue him. In fact, he felt disrespected to be basically squashed and lose the title here in just a matter of minutes on national TV in front of those 33 million viewers. So Honky says, no, I refuse to do the job. In fact, going so far as to threaten to leave the company and take the Intercontinental title with him over to Jim Crockett Promotions and the NWA. So Honky kind of pulling that Hulk Hogan, that doesn't work for me, brother, card. And uh, this happens the day of the event. So at the very last moment, Vince McMahon going to have to call an audible here, put in a position where they have to change their plans. There's no option. So Savage already, monster over, was to regain the Intercontinental title here tonight and go on to WrestleMania four and lose somewhere in the tournament to Ted DiBiase, maybe the semifinals, maybe the finals. Not really sure, but the thought process was that DiBiase would cheat to defeat Randy Savage, and Savage, he'd still be the Intercontinental Champion and the top babyface with Hogan going off to the movies here soon. But without that logic now being used and Macho Man promised to continue to look strong after this matchup and hold a title, plans, they had to be altered, guys, and quite a bit. So Honky Tonk Man retaining the belt here all the while promising later on that he'd do business 
when the time is right and the money. So at least we know he makes good on that later this summer. But meanwhile, Ted DiBiase, he gets this dream job here of the Million Dollar Man, and he's supposed to become the WWF champion at the end of WrestleMania for the end of the tournament. He has that taken away from him, and the title now promised to the Macho Man at WrestleMania 4. So Honky Tonk Man, he keeps the Intercontinental title. Macho Man now going to be the WWF champion, an upgrade. But where does that leave Ted DiBiase, you might ask? Well, almost a year later, he's gifted the million-dollar belt, a mere prop, as a consolation. But it makes you wonder what the plans for everyone involved would have been had the Honky Tonk Man not made that power play. I see champion Randy Savage against the likes of maybe a Rick Rude? Ted DiBiase versus who? Lots of secondary wrestlers here. Jake the Snake, Hacksaw Duggan, Brutus Beefcake? Perhaps the plan was originally for Bam Bam Bigelow to step into that position. And had the Honky Tonk Man lost the belt here, what would have happened to the Ultimate Warrior later in the summer? Lots of questions. So while it's a scumbag thing to do, it's also a business thing to do from Wayne Ferris, the Honky Tonk Man's point of view. And honestly, no matter how much you may disagree with what happened here, it seemed to work out for the better for pretty much everybody involved. The Million Dollar Man will remain a hot heel. Randy Savage gets that world title run leading into that epic Mega Powers Explode at WrestleMania Five. And the Honky Tonk Man gets to be champion for another seven months. And hey, let's not forget about Rhythm and Blues. Okay, bad example there. So no matter the finish, this had to be the blow-off. This matchup here, the thing, it had been brewing since the, at least the October 3rd Saturday Night's Men event, and it was time for both men to move on, as there was nothing left for them to do. They'd already done gimmick matches on the house shows, cage matches on the house shows, lots of smoke and mirrors here in this matchup as there typically is in any halfway decent Honky Tonk Man match. So this matchup, while not a classic by any means, the storyline was fun while it lasted. And that concludes this edition of Break It Down, guys. It's up next, the big one is on the way. It's Jesse and Vince McMahon giving us a recap history between the WWF champion Hulk Hogan and Andre the Giant. We see clips here on the main event going all the way back to WrestleMania 3, that controversial near fall that took place early on in the matchup where Andre says it was three. We fast forward to the January 2nd edition this year of Saturday night's main event. Andre choking the life out of the Hulkster following his matchup with King Kong Bundy. And then from there, it's the contract signing at the Royal Rumble for this very match where Andre gives this his stamp of approval, flipping the table over onto the Hulkster's head. So a quick recap here on the main event. We only have an hour to fill everything in, but right now here on the grenade, we'll do a little more justice than that. We'll go back to Andre's return. Remember that quote-unquote suspension in 1986 returns at the top of 87. We get those Piper's pits, those teases of Andre's potential heel turn. Then the confirmation is Andre brings Bobby Heenan out with him on Piper's pit to challenge Hulk Hogan to a world championship match in the WrestleMania. And that WrestleMania was last year, WrestleMania 3. And we talked about that controversial near fall early on in the match, a minute, minute and a half into the matchup. Hogan trying to slam the Giant who lands on top of the Hulkster, and Joey Morella doesn't do the greatest near-fall count of all time, although it could be Hogan's fault as well, really didn't kick out to the last split second possible, and it does look like Andre may have almost got a three count there, and that's been his argument all year long, that he is the uncrowned WWF champion. Now, Andre took some time off, but did return in time for the Survivor Series, where he survived the main event, not only outlasting Hulk Hogan, but also Bam Bam Bigelow. 
as the Giant came looking for a rematch here against the WWF champion. Another man also looked to capture that WWF title, but in a very different way. Enter the million-dollar man Ted DiBiase, who offered to purchase the WWF title from Hulk Hogan for millions of dollars. But Hulk's response? Hell no! Hell no, brother. Hogan refusing to sell out to the million-dollar man and thus forcing DiBiase to come up with a backup plan. And what a backup it is, purchasing the contract of the eighth wonder of the world from his manager, Bobby the Brain Heenan, Andre the Giant now under the contract of the million-dollar man, Ted DiBiase. And Andre has already agreed multiple times that after he wins this matchup and wins the WWF title, he's going to hand it over to Ted DiBiase, thus DiBiase purchasing the WWF title after all. So does everybody have a price for the million-dollar man? Apparently, Andre does, and I'm sure it was a giant price, no pun intended. And of course, they build Andre up. They have him take out the Hulkster on Saturday night's main event, takes out a few other baby faces as well, as he looks unstoppable heading into this matchup. They do the contract signing January 24th, Royal Rumble. Andre does wind up giving it his stamp of approval as the rematch will take place right here, right now, on free TV. The rematch from WrestleMania 3, The Hulk versus Andre 2. And it all goes down right now as we head backstage to Mean Gene Oakland standing by with the million-dollar man Ted DiBiase, his bodyguard Virgil, and Andre the Giant. Well, gentlemen, tonight you have the chance at the World Wrestling Federation's Heavyweight Championship. You're coming. Chance, Andre already is champion. He beat Hogan at WrestleMania 3 until the referee, obviously a hunk of moron, cheated on the three count. But this time, Virgil will keep an eye on the referee, and Hogan won't squirm loose. That coward has run from Andre for a year. Tonight, he meets the Giant, and the rest is history. All right, uh, Ted DiBiase, obviously you are very confident, and obviously the Giant is ready. Of course he's ready. He's had the finest training at the finest facilities that money can buy. Everyone knows that money makes the man, and it takes big money to match up to a big man like this. That's why Andre's with me, the million-dollar man. And that's why Hulk Hogan is always with those nickel-and-dime Hulkamaniacs. Hulk Hogan is small change compared to Andre the Giant. Your account is overdrawn, Hogan, and Andre's going to close it. Andre the Giant. Once I can get my hands on you, I'll never stop. Never! <laughs> I'm going to squeeze and twist and squeeze again and squeeze and I'll never stop it. You'll That's it, Andre! This is for the money! Let's go! <laughs> for the money, Vince. After all, Andre the Giant has millions of reasons to become the heavyweight champ. Let's go back to you. So they have it in their minds that Andre, he's already beaten the Hulkster all the way back at WrestleMania 3, but that referee Joey Morella, a Hulkamoron, and that won't happen here tonight. Joey Morella, not the referee for this one. He roughed that last Savage and Honky match. As Ted DiBiase confident, Andre is already the champion. DiBiase admitting it takes big money to match up to a big man like Andre, millions of dollars spent here. And Hulk Hogan, that chump, just small change. His account will be overdrawn here tonight, and Andre is going to close it. The giant simply stating is going to squeeze and twist the body of the Hulkster. And you can just envision that. 
as the time for talking nearly done. We head backstage one more time. Mean Gene Oakland standing by with the champion himself, getting ready for this matchup. Here he is, Hulk Hogan. Well, apparently Hulk Hogan, Andre the Giant, has millions of reasons to become the World Wrestling Federation Heavyweight Champion. Well, with all the controversy, Mean Gene, from WrestleMania 3, I've tried to keep an open mind, man, but I've viewed the film a thousand and one times. Andre the Giant, you only had me down for a two count. I slammed you and beat you one, two, three, right in the middle. Maybe the players, the violence, and the training is small change to you, multi-million dollar man. But I've invested my three assets wisely in a lifelong profit-sharing plan with all my little holsters, brother. Fergie, you watch the referee. That's cool. All my Hulkamaniacs are going to be watching you, multi-million dollar man. Then Andre the Giant, one-on-one, with the whole world watching, I'm going to prove to you I can beat you, and Hulkamania will live forever. All right, ladies and gentlemen, headed to the ring, Hulk Hogan. And now, introducing from Venice Beach, Arizona, weighing 302 pounds, the World Wrestling Federation Heavyweight Champion, Hulk Hogan! There he is, World Wrestling Federation Heavyweight Champion, and he has never looked better for this awesome rematch. I'll give you that, McMahon. I've never seen the champion Hulk Hogan look any better shape of his life. Because Wait a minute, just took one look at Andre, here he comes! Hulk is coming in! He has the championship up, he's gonna go for Andre! Whoa, whoa! Referee, Dave Hebner stopping it! Moving him back to a corner! And the Hulkster stating that he has watched the film from WrestleMania 3 a thousand and one times, man! It was only a two count! And Hogan winded up slamming the giant and scoring the pin. As the Million Dollar Man deals in money, the Hulkster says his investments here tonight are the training, the prayers, and the vitamins, and they will pay off. Hulkamania will live forever. As away we go, we head off to ringside, the WWF champion Hulk Hogan in the rematch against Andre the Giant, only this time, instead of Bobby Heenan in his corner, Andre has Ted DiBiase and Virgil. And with the heels in the ring, we see the champion rush to ringside as he means business here in this WrestleMania 3 rematch, threatening to nail the heels, all the heels, with the WWF title. Wait a minute. The WWF Championship has seemingly changed designs before our very eyes. That's not the same belt the Hulkster had in his promo just moments ago. Since that promo was recorded the day before, the title has somehow grown wings. Yes, guys, it's the debut of the Winged Eagle WWF title belt. Not shown in the Hulk Hogan promo, it was the old belt there, Recorded the day before, Hogan debuting the winged eagle belt here on the main event. And uh, going back, Bruce Pritchard on his podcast, Once Upon a Time, he stated whenever they recorded prior to a live event, they'd take Polaroids of the promos, pretty wise, to make sure the wrestlers looked as similar as they could at the live event. But the title belt here, not so much. And also pointed out by several fans online, Hulk Hogan changes from a do-rag to a bandana as well. As he heads to the ring, with the Winged Eagle Championship. A new title is born. Winged Eagle. Sounds redundant, doesn't it? Aren't all eagles winged? Anywho, the Hulkster in the ring ripping off his t-shirt as all three heels watch from the apron. Andre not looking too impressed. 
Four years. That's a long time to be a champion, Hulk Hogan. And as you see Andre re-enter the ring, you can see the back brace underneath the singlet. But even still, it looks like Andre noticeably trimmed down here, looking in a little better shape. And it appears our referee tonight is, in fact, Dave Hebner. So, again, no Joey Morella. Maybe this time, we won't end in controversy, guys. As Hulk Hogan primed and ready, calling Andre on. The giant never-changing facials heading into the matchup. Cool and calm is the challenger as Ted DiBiase giving the Giant some last words of advice. But the Hulkster, he has enough of the stalling, clocking Andre the Giant, and then dragging both DiBiase and Virgil into the ring. Hogan whipping Virgil off. Big boot sends Virgil back outside, and then whipping Ted DiBiase off the ropes. And another big boot sends the million-dollar man over the top rope and out to the floor. As the crowd erupts and the Hulkster goes after the Giant, landing several big shots, and turnbuckle smashes that finally seem to rock the challenger. Andre a little off-kilter, but he won't go down. Hulk, he can't seem to take the giant off his feet. As the giant staggers into the corner, Hogan rushing in with a big clothesline, but it barely moves the giant. As DiBiase and Virgil back up on the apron, and knocked right back off by the champion, money goes flying everywhere. As Hulk Hogan smashing Andre in the corner, running clothesline again. From there, Hogan with the big wind-up punch, which Vince McMahon refers to as a Sunday punch, pal. Gotta knock him clear into Sunday with this one. So Hogan leveling Andre there with the Sunday punch, and then the champion does the unthinkable. Hulk Hogan goes to the top rope. Yes, the Hulkster climbing to the top rope. I wrote, what? As the champion now on the top rope, but he's met there by Andre the Giant, who grabs hold of the champion, slamming Hogan off in a press slam of sorts. Wow, Hulk Hogan press slammed. Never thought I'd see the day. As the champion now down on the mat, Andre tries for a falling headbutt, but Hulk Hogan rolling out of the way, and the Hulkster gonna try to cover, capitalize on Andre down on the mat, but Andre gonna grab Hogan by the throat to prevent it from happening. Hogan going down to try to cover, Andre simply grabbing him, one-handed by the throat. Now there's a defense. As the challenger then begins choking away on the Hulkster, making sure to break the count at four every time. Not going to be disqualified here is Andre. He wants to leave with the belt. And with Andre trying to choke out the champion, we get loud Hogan chants from the fans as Andre going to drive the champion down with a giant body slam. Then from there, the eighth wonder of the world chopping away and delivering headbutts on Hogan over in the corner. Andre, going to shoot Hogan into the ropes and deliver a big boot from the Giant. But Andre losing balance, falling himself in the ring as Hogan goes rolling out to the floor. And while outside, Virgil immediately tossing the champion back inside to assure Hogan wouldn't be counted out. So Virgil very wisely does not take a shot, doesn't risk disqualification, and at the same time, he's clearly been ordered by DiBiase to get the champion back in the ring. We don't want a count out here. We want a title change. So they definitely want Andre to score that win by pinfall or submission. I love the psychology with that. As Dave Hebner arguing with Virgil now, Andre behind the back of the referee, choking away at the champion, even going so far as to wrap his singlet strap around Hogan's throat. But as Andre tries to choke out the champion, Hogan becomes fighting his way back to his feet, and he breaks free of the chokehold. And it's Hulk now on the offense, rocking the giant with a series of big right hands, even going to the eyes of the challenger 
which Jesse Ventura doesn't care for, and Hogan going to the middle rope for a flying clothesline. I wrote, holy fuck, the Hulkster flies. A flying clothesline from Hulk Hogan off the middle rope. And that finally takes down the giant. Down goes Andre. Down goes Andre. The crowd is absolutely bonkers. I don't know if it's Andre going off his feet or Hogan leaving his feet for that clothesline. And with Andre down, Hogan goes running off the ropes, perhaps looking for that leg drop of doom, but Virgil on the outside grabbing the Hulkster's leg. And that gets the attention of referee Dave Hebner, who comes over and begins arguing with Virgil a second time in this matchup. And Hogan, not going to waste any time, running back off the ropes, and this time lands the big leg drop. And Hogan making the cover. One, two, three. But there's no referee. Hebner is with Virgil. As Hogan pops up to argue with the ref, hey ref, I got him pinned here. Andre getting back to his feet as well, grabbing the Hulk by the back of his head and driving a pair of skull-crushing headbutts to the back of the Hulkster's cranium. Then from there, Andre going to grab Hogan in a double underhook suplex. Okay, more like a hip toss, but he does follow through with it, landing on top of the champion, and with the Hulkster down, the giant makes the cover. One, Hogan gets his shoulder up, but two, come on, referee, Hogan's shoulder's clearly up, but three, what the hell? Dave Hebner immediately calls for the bell, officially declaring Andre the Giant the winner of the match and the brand new WWF champion. What? Match goes nine minutes and six seconds. You guys are witnessing history, and we're not even done yet. As Vince McMahon and Jesse Ventura argue on commentary, Hulk Hogan arguing with Hebner ringside, but the referee disregarding the champion's pleas, and he hands the title over to Andre the Giant as we get that epic announcement from the Fink. And right now, guys, I'm going to take you back to that fateful night via a soundbite as we hear the conclusion of the matchup and the great job Jesse and Vince do at getting the finish over before Howard Finkel solidifies it, leaving no shadow of a doubt. We do indeed have a new WWF champion. Andre spins a holster around. Suplex right on top of him. He's on it. One. We get a two. That's it. No, no, no. He got him. He got him. No, he didn't. The referee counted three. We've got a new world champion. No, we don't either. I told it, McMahon. I told you. I told the world that the Giant would win it. No, sir. That can't be. I don't ever want to hear you doubt me again, McMahon. Never, ever again. Dave Hebner, the referee, is outside. He has the championship belt, I believe, in his hands. Hulkster's looking down at him. He can't believe it. He's saying it was only two. He's, he can't be giving the title to Andre. He can't be. Hebner counted three. In wrestling, you don't go by instant replays. This ain't football. It's the referee's Wait, decision. I can't believe what a stupid mistake that was. I can't hey, believe that. The guy's only human, McMahon. No, He's just a referee. He's going to present it. He presents it to Andre. Raises his hand. We have a new world champion. Ladies and gentlemen, the winner of this fight. No. Champion. 
No! It is confirmed. Andre is the new WWF champion, dethroning the Hulkster after a four-year-plus reign with the gold. But remember the promise Andre made, guys. The financial agreement, if you will, with the Million Dollar Man. This is no surprise. I told you I'm going to win the World Tag Team Championship. And now, I surrender the World Tag Team Championship to Taya Tibiasi. Wait a minute. Hold on, Andre. What are you saying? You surrender the title to Taya Tibiasi? And this is a new That's order. ridiculous. That's ridiculous. Oh, I can't believe it, ladies and gentlemen. Hulkster, it's coming over. He's coming after him. So Andre, indeed, holding up his side of the bargain. As promised, he hands over the WWF Tag Team Championship. We're going to talk about that, Andre. But he hands over the WWF title to Ted DiBiase. As the Giant then aids Virgil in placing the belt around the cackling DiBiase's waist here, the heels begin to leave ringside. And Hogan yelling for them to come back. What Hogan doesn't see is what is going on behind his back. Wait, is that two Dave Hebners in the ring? What is going on? Decision. He's standing by it. And we have a new World Wrestling Federation. Wait, 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 what's going on in the ring? What is going on in the ring? Wait a minute. Is that Dave Hebner? Or is that Dave Hebner? How can there be two Dave Hebners? Wait a minute. They look just man. alike. They look just alike. The guy on the right's Hebner, isn't it? The guy oh, on the, the left is Hebner. Wait, though. The Wait a minute, the Hulkster's coming over to figure out which the official referee assigned was a man by the name of Dave Hebner. I can't believe we're looking at two Dave Hebners. What's going on here? There's two Come Dave Hebners. What's going on? The Hulkster's trying to find out who the real Dave Hebner is. Who's the real Dave Hebner? You tell me, Jesse Ventura, and what is going on here? I think it's the one on the left. I think the Dave, Dave Hebner, I don't know who the, the imposter is. Look at these two. They look like identical twins. They're shoving each other. Move on the right hand. Oh, I can't believe it. Well, that shows you who the Dave Hebner is. Yeah. The one in the ring took the money. It had to be. There has to be some chicanery going on around here. Has to be something with a million dollar man. I wonder what they did with the real Dave Hebner. I don't him out of the match. I don't care what though, but Hogan is not allowed to manhandle referees like this. That, I don't believe that man's a legal official. Dave Hebner. What are you talking about? Official. He just did the match. How could he not be an official? Hulk Hogan. And I don't know whether. Oh wait a minute. Coming back. Oh look at this. Whoever that man is, he's high above the air. The Hulkster knows. And there it is, guys, the angle of all angles at the time, a look-alike Hebner, if you will, as we see the real Dave Hebner show up ringside, begin arguing with his clone here, when the Hulkster turns around and catches wind. The Hebners quickly point at one another, can't say that I blame them, who was the real Dave Hebner, and who screwed Hogan out of the title. 
Finally, it's one of the Hebners clocking the other and punting him in the ribs, sending him out of the ring. Aha! The Hulkster realizing that the real Dave Hebner would have never been so evil. Thus, that means the one left in the ring must be the imposter. As Hulkster grabs hold of the clone Hebner, threatening to deck him. Before scooping him up high over his head in a press slam position, Hulk then taking a running head start all the way across the ring and launches the faux referee down the aisle. Now, he was actually supposed to be caught. Hebner was, this is Earl Hebner, the clone, if you will, supposed to be caught by DiBiase and Virgil and Tony Gurria, who was acting as an outside official here. But Hogan, he launches, and I mean launches. Go back and watch this running start. I know it's a 20-foot ring, so it's an 18-foot run across the ring. The 100-and-some-pound Hebner over Hogan's head, the 300-pound Hulkster, launching Hebner so far, I'm not even exaggerating here, he may have easily landed in the third row had it not been down the aisle. Thus, Hebner, he clears the heads of Virgil and DiBiase and just crash lands onto the aisle floor. I simply wrote, oof. But what a segment, guys. Holy shit. And I don't know that this had the big fight feel of WrestleMania 3 going in, but both guys came to do everything they could here in the ring. Hogan even allowing Andre to toss him off the top rope. And then from there, the Hulkster busting out a flying clothesline. Meanwhile, on the other side, Andre, while still fairly immobile, he gave it his all. And the match was, it was mostly action, if you want to call it that. Not a whole lot of downtime, no rest holds here. Keeping the fans glued to their seats in this one for sure. And the twin referee angle was classic TV, guys. Never mind classic wrestling, but classic TV. Typical TV watchers that settled in for the night and picked this channel. They were easily getting their fix of soap opera stories here. Eat your heart out, Dynasty, Dallas, Falcon Crest. As Earl Hebner taking that dive down the aisle, and I don't know that we saw a launch like that again until Spike Dudley and Bam Bam Bigelow. But I wrote, unbelievable. What have we just witnessed? The WWF going to let the fans at home soak it in as we head into a commercial break. And as we come back from break, we see the challengers to the next matchup. Yes, still another title match on this show, supposedly. As we see the Hart Foundation, Bret Hart, Jim Neidhart, standing in the ring with their manager, Jimmy Hart, awaiting their opponents. Down the aisle they come, WWF Tag Team Champions, Rick Martell and Tito Santana, strike force. And as they enter the ring, before the action can begin, Vince McMahon takes us backstage to Mean Gene Oakland, standing by with a very distraught former WWF champion, Hulk Hogan. All right, uh, Vince McMahon, Bedlam and Pandemonium. Things in uh, somewhat of a chaotic state here. Hulk Hogan, I'm sure there's going to be a thorough investigation by the World Wrestling Federation into what happened here tonight. And I know you could not be any more disappointed. How much money did they spend on the plastic surgery, man? I had all bases covered. I had the Hulkamaniacs watching DiBiase. I had Virgil in his place. Never in my wildest dreams, me, Gene, would I think that I would get ripped off by a penny pinching two-timing referee. How much money on the plastic surgery? How much money did he spend to pay the referee off? When I turned around, me, Gene, they were identical. Identical. Right, right here, Hulk. Here it Look is at the now. Shoulder, brother. There. Look at the shoulder. That's it. The referee is paid off, brother. Look at the hundred dollar bills falling out of his pocket. I know you're disappointed. Oh Hulk Hogan, Vince Hulk McMahon, Jesse Ventura, back Hulk to you. And the Hulkster in disbelief there, almost crying on camera. And then we go to the classic quote. How much money did they spend on the plastic surgery, man? They were identical, says the Hulkster, 
as he states, look at the $100 bills falling out of the pocket of that clone Hebner. Easily one of the most emotional and over-the-top, and I don't mean that negatively, promos that Hogan has ever cut. Selling losing the title like he's, he's losing his soulmate. And honestly, better acting here from the Hulkster than in many of his movies. As finally, we go back to ringside for the promised third and final WWF title match of the night. Vince McMahon on commentary suggesting that there may be an investigation on that title change of Hulk and Andre, as Jesse Ventura wants it conducted by an unbiased third party and not that on-the-take president Jack Tunney. As we head back to the ring for the third and final promised title match of the night, it's the WWF Tag Team Champion Strikeforce defending against the former champions Hart Foundation with manager Jimmy Hart. And this was sold on TV as the blow-off to this feud that started back in October when the fairly newly formed Strikeforce shocked the world, defeating the Hart Foundation for the tag team titles. It was Rick Martel forcing Jim Neidhart to submit to the Boston Crab, a submission that the Hearts have denied ever since. The former champions have been chasing their gold ever since, and tonight, their final opportunity, at least on TV. As we return to ringside with the matchup already joined in progress, the Anvil grabbing hold of Rick Martel from the apron as the hitman, lowering the boom and taking over for the challengers. Brett then delivering a pile driver on Martel, and the show goes off the air. As referee Jack Kruger makes the two count, well, maybe it was a three, we go off the air. Not really sure there if you're a viewer at home. There's maybe somewhere between 25, 30 seconds of this matchup actually shown, joined in progress from that Hulkster promo, and then we immediately go off the air. One move. The Hitman's pile driver is all we get to see here. So the two big title matches took up the full hour, and the tag teams forced to barely make it on air. Worse yet, we don't even see the finish. Now, for those of you curious, you need not worry. Though it was for the best in the ring here, this match doesn't go on another 10, 15, 20 minutes. No. Instead, the teams were told to take it home in hopes they get to the finish before they went off the air. However, they didn't get there quick enough, and we miss it. So in case you're wondering, yes, Rick Martell did indeed kick out of the pile driver. As you see referee Jack Kruger go down and, and whisper something into their ears, the tag teams then quickly jump up and take it home, with Rick Martell reversing an Irish whip into the ropes, Bret Hart coming off going for a sunset flip, but Martell dropping down to his knees, hooking the hitman's legs to get the very abrupt one, two, three. So no hot tag, no Tito at all that we saw, but if you want to see the remaining 16 seconds that weren't shown on television, you can do so right now on the Peacock and international fans on the WWE Network as the entire matchup is shown with the bonus finish. Yes, guys, you get the entire 46 seconds shown there on the main event. And what little match that happened prior to that took place during the Hogan promo, a very unfortunate way to blow off a tag title feud. Nevertheless, the strike force do retain. And before we close out this grenade, I wanted to follow up on the twin Hebner ordeal, as both men have claimed they were injured during this angle. Dave Hebner has stated in the past that they wound up abruptly canceling the twin referee angle here. It was dropped because Brother Earl actually broke one of Dave's ribs when he punted him from the ring here. And it was a good shot. I'm not sure if that's true or not, but it kept Dave out for a few weeks. I don't think he returns until WrestleMania 4. Meanwhile, on the other end, Earl Hebner stated that he injured his rotator cuff when Hogan launched him down the aisle. Welcome to the WWF, Earl. Earl claimed they had actually practiced it in the WWF warehouse, Hulk Hogan walking around with Earl and then dropping him over the top rope down onto DiBiase and company. 
But here, the Hulkster, he took a running start and launched him, brother. Now, on the other end, Bruce Pritchard has claimed that Earl was fine after this matchup. Came backstage, celebrated with everybody. It went off without a hitch. But Earl has rebutted that, stating he was simply excited and on adrenaline. Didn't really realize immediately how hurt he actually was, but he did wind up requiring nearly two months of therapy. Now that, I can believe. That was a hell of a toss. How he got up from that not injured, I'd never know. But the best part of this whole thing was going back to the day of the Rumble. Remember, they were competing against Jim Crockett Promotions, the NWA's Bunkhouse Stampede pay-per-view? Earl Hebner had been the referee that night for the main event, even raising the hand of Dusty Rhodes after the Bunkhouse Stampede. Twelve days later, this is where we are. So either this was planned and very hush-hush while Earl was still with the competition, or you want to talk about an epic last-minute booking decision. Not bad, huh, pal? As we wind up here, my closing thoughts on this one. Well, if if you came for classic matches with five-star ratings, this ain't it. But the stories told are proof that pro wrestling surpasses just having a good match. The heroes and villains both shine here in their own ways. The Hebner's angle, next level for wrestling at the time, right? Maybe even now, as DiBiase going to leave with the championship for the moment, Hulk Hogan wanting his title back, Andre, the roadblock in his way, DiBiase proves that he can indeed buy anything. Meanwhile, the honky-tonk man retains the Intercontinental Championship, the Macho Man, coming out the true hero here, showing his love, admiration, and respect for his manager, the lovely Miss Elizabeth, so wins across the board as it all begins to set up WrestleMania 4. Though I gotta admit, a little bummed about that tag team matchup getting booted, but Let's be real, guys. It was there as third place filler. No promos, no hard intro, and really, seeing Strikeforce beat the hearts on TV, it wouldn't have done anything for either team in the long run. Would it have been nice to see the match? Absolutely. But it was just worlds below the stories being told here in the other two bouts. So kudos to Vince McMahon for putting this on free TV, national broadcast television at that. Did they make more money at WrestleMania 3? Absolutely. But you can't beat 33 million people tuning in to watch your product. You could call this the greatest advertisement of all time. And people often argue about the Attitude Era, the Ruthless Aggression Era, the Modern Era, what was good, what was bad. But you'll hear very few people argue that this piece of wrestling history here, the story told here, wasn't a success. And let's be honest, creative as hell even if there wasn't much of a follow-up to the twin referees. And let's not forget, for as clever as the twin Hebner title change was, it was the other match, the Intercontinental title match, and Honky Tonk Man's stubbornness that would truly change WWF history. In the history of the business, there are very few shows you can point to and say that this show, this match, perhaps hooked thousands of new wrestling fans. But this here? was one of those events. Certainly a monster hour of TV for the World Wrestling Federation. And wow, what a fun episode this has been, going back and reliving the main event. All roads now lead to WrestleMania 4. For the moment, the million-dollar man Ted DiBiase, the WWF champion, thanks in part to Andre the Giant and Earl Hebner. The Hulkster, seen crying for his gold, he wants his belt back a title of which he held for over four years by this point. And though Randy Savage didn't get that IC title, you can just tell 
bigger and better things are coming for the Macho Man. As next time around, guys, we return with news and results for the month of February here in 1988 in the WWF. All the latest goings on here in the World Wrestling Federation. Can't wait to get to that. Look at some of the house shows as well. With the Million Dollar Man announced as the WWF champion in both Philly and Boston. So lots of great news, matches, and sound bites coming your way next time around. So I hope you guys enjoyed this special main event edition of the Wrestling Memory Grenade. And don't forget to check out all the other great podcasts here on the WrestleCopia Podcast Network located over at WrestleCopia.com and anywhere your podcast streaming needs are met. Also, follow me on social media, guys. Follow me on X at Wrestling Grenade. That's at R-A-S-S-L-I-N Grenade. Facebook.com slash Wrestling Grenade. And subscribe to YouTube.com slash Wrestling Grenade. And of course, that $5 all-access tier over at Patreon.com slash WrestleCopia. That address again, Patreon.com slash WrestleCopia. Help keep shows like this right here, The Grenade, up and running for the years to come. And of course, as always, I am your host, Ray Russell Singh, from pillar to post and coast to coast. You pull the pin, and I'll pick up the pieces right here on the Wrestling Memory Grenade. I'll see you next week. Don't miss it. Be there! Did they spend on the plastic surgery, man? Uh.